Welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And today, once again, we are blessed to have with us Brandon Edwards, who is with the Global Missions. He is the Global Missions Minister with the Nashville Church of Christ. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I thank you for your time, and it was loved our last session together where we mm-hmm. talked about Agos and just uh, real quickly to remind everyone to go to agos.com. They can learn more about that. Or you can listen to the previous podcast and learn some things that Brandon shared with us about this incredible tool, uh, both the app and the online website that can provide you with some great connectivity to members of the church across the globe. So mm. really appreciate that. Encourage people to go to there. But you have something else that we've been talking about that you're excited about and yeah. I'm excited about learning more about that has just recently launched, and it is the Harbinger Theological Seminary. Yes. So um, at the Nashville Church of Christ is one of our other ministries, basically an education ministry. Uh, We're blessed to have an eldership that has um, not just uh, finite degrees and PhDs, but a deep desire to serve um, the brotherhood on the whole in sharing what we like to call scholar practitioners, the the, yes. the continuation and creation of scholar practitioners. We are blessed in the Brotherhood to have some of the finest preaching schools, finest universities in the world that truly do a, a, an incredible job at connecting people to the day-to-day ministerial aspects of preaching the, preaching the gospel, right. teaching the gospel. But we were looking at where there might be some holes, where there might be some situations where we could really help. And one of those that's come across quite often, it's been my experience with a lot of churches, and it may may or may not be your experience, but there is a lot of training for the ministers, and there's a lot of things that could happen for kids going out of high school into college, yes. but there's almost nothing for elders specifically. That's right. And so to be able to walk into a room um, and be able to teach elders, and that's the hard thing for us to say even out loud, because it implies that somehow there's something wrong right. or wrong with them. And there's sure. not. That That has nothing to do with it. In fact, I believe that God's the way God has set forth elders to to shepherd and to govern the churches and to to be the true leaders of the church, that this is meant to be a support, a, a help, um, an encouragement from fellow elders. That's really the thing: is that these are other elders who have this same um, the same responsibility on their shoulders, and how they can better make themselves both scholars, um, men who seek wisdom men who have a deep understanding of organizational leadership, and that's part of the certification program that we offered, is organizational leadership. It's leadership itself, um, and it's also pastoral counseling. But when we use that terminology, that kind of becomes this ethereal thing that sounds very scholastic. But in reality, that is what elders are to be. They're to be pastors in the sense of shepherds for their flock, um, empathy and an understanding and in a world where, um, and if we can just, it's one of those family moments, be honest, in a world where a lot of meetings are completely filled with need, truly needy things, but also a lot of trivial things. Yes. That they can focus truly on what it is that, I, that they would like to push themselves to have a deeper understanding on, where they can better themselves as individuals. And what does that say to their congregation that they're actively seeking to, to better themselves as leaders and as elders within the church? And to do that with um, men who have a, a who are in the same shoes, and to encourage one another. So the the Harbinger Theological Seminary has stemmed from that, has grown out from that, um, and we have a it's a graduate level certification program um, that we have currently that's online. Um, I do know that if those would like to come to Nashville and be on the be on our church building, the rest <laughs> I'm positive nobody's turning them away at the door. But at the same time, that it's where you are. 
And we understand right. that there are people who have jobs and their work. And so it's meant to be something that is a very high academic standard, but at the same time, very approachable for the leaders within our church. Now, this isn't to say it's just for elders. In fact, I'd love nothing more than if you have a congregation who's about to install elders. Sure. And you want to help these men along the way provide them this opportunity mm-hmm. to go through something like this together. Um, and even others who might come in and say, I just would love to sit through the class. Absolutely. So students of all walks, but how do we grow people in wisdom? How do we grow men who are in those situations in wisdom? And our, our goal is to challenge them, to challenge them both as academics and to challenge them also as men of wisdom and of God and to challenge them in the organizational aspects of who they are and what their role is within the church. Yeah, one of the areas that you touched on that I mm-hmm. wanted to explore was the benefit of, of this training, this educational yes. uh, journey for those who would be elders in the future. Because mm-hmm. to me, one of the greatest challenges that we face today is that we have so many congregations that do not have elders. And even the congregations that do have elders generally don't have enough, but it's this next generation. How yes. are we preparing them? So yes. maybe touch on and explore a little bit about how it would be beneficial to those who might think, you know, one day I want to be an elder. How can I prepare myself greater? To Absolutely. Do that? So I remember the moment, um, the moment I was baptized. I was 13 years old. We were missionaries in Florence, Italy. I was 13 years old. And that night my father came into me and said, um, I'm so proud of you. This is wonderful. Um, great. One of the greatest days of my life. And then I remember him saying, so now what? Mm. And I, I remember thinking, well, wasn't this good enough? For like, <laughs> it's not like a pretty good day. And so, But I, I instantly got what he said. He said, do you want to be a deacon one day? And mm. I said, yes, sir. And he said, do you want to be an elder one day? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, that starts today. That starts now. That's right. And so that mentality is really what we want to carry on because we, we, can't, we can't continue on as a church globally being reactionary to things that happen to us. But instead, we need to start looking to be visionary, looking ahead. Who is going to lead this church 50 years from now? If we don't have a plan for that, there's a, there's a possibility, and it's a higher possibility now than it's ever been before, that there won't be one. Right. And that's the danger but it's not a fear. We shouldn't live in fear of that. That should be an opportunity for us to go, okay, so now what do we do? We are the Lord's church. We are doing these things. So what do we do now? So for example, if you've got a deacon, you've got a couple of deacons that you know are showing the traits and they're, they're living that life and they're actively seeking those things, push them, challenge them. Even academically, it may not even be something on their radar, but the reality is, is that a simple push from an elder or from another member to say, you know what, I'd really like to see you do this um, could mean the world to them. Sure, could push them in a direction they've never even thought of before. And our goal is: what if we raise the bar for elderships on the whole, on how each one views each other? And ultimately, the certification program um, is meant to hold a high rigor standard. But if we can help the church on the whole really see their value of what it means to in- engage in deep dialogue, uh, deep theological discussions, theological dialogues as elderships how that will naturally impact the churches is going to be a powerful thing. It's going to change the course of churches, not its direction, but its focus. It's going to change how it, how it sees itself, how it sees and values itself. When even the leaders are challenging themselves on a daily basis, that's going to permeate and trickle down all the way through every member. Oh yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking about the value on such a broad scale and mm-hmm. that they get to learn it 
within their own context. I yes. Mean, they don't have to leave home. They don't have, I mean, they can do this on their schedule and, and work yes. through those. So share a little bit about the vision for the future of this, because I know that it's more than just a certification program, as we've talked about. But yes, kind of tell tell everyone about the vision as this moves forward. So there are there are big goals uh, that we would have. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I think that um, Dr. Larry Mathis, who's um, the president of this and is one of our elders, um, that he has some big visionary goals as it pertains to what we'd like to see this um, become and happen. Um, so whether or not certified, becomes a certified program, all those different things. But really becoming a seminary is the training of those scholar practitioners. And so um, all of all of those that are that teach within this and will be teaching within this program, our goal is to hold an unbelievably high academic standard. In fact, um, it's one of the reasons why uh, many of us have, have, have pushed ourselves at higher academic uh, institutions, some of our brotherhood institutions and the rest, to really practice what we're preaching. That if we are not holding our own selves to those academic standards, right. it's hard to then say others should do the same thing. <laughs> so we want to live what we're practicing there. So I think you'll see a continuation in that. I think you'll see a continuation of of uh, each individual that is teaching and is asked to teach as part of this will not only hold high higher degrees, but will be challenging themselves on a continual basis. Um, my father's one of those that said, the day you stop learning is the day you begin to die. That's right. And so we want to hold ourselves to that. So I hope that the Harbinger Theological Seminary becomes... A, um, an institution that people can be proud of, an institution that will uh, possibly become accredited in the future, and that it will be something that people can look back and, on and say, man, that was unbelievably helpful to us and unbelievably um, deep and, en and enriching for our faith. Um, and it, as a support to what the rest of the Brotherhood institutions are doing, sure. as a, um, as a uh, hopefully a beacon of light to the rest of the standards that we hope to hold right. um, in this endeavor. And so it's uh, to clarify... Mm -hmm. It's not just for leaders. Yes, there's, correct. There's more to this, and if you would touch absolutely. On to so, some for example, of those. one of the certifications that I'm I'm personally excited about is one of the ones that I'll be teaching, which is on missiology, but missiology from a 21st century perspective. Yes. So, missiology using technology, using media, using how can I reach the entire world sitting at times from my own desk? So, there are some phenomenal programs that are out there from a lot of different institutions, but how can I personally? help and grow um, the church on the whole by where I am right now. So I want to be involved in my local evangelism. So we have we have a certification process through the missiology where missiology is missions. And the, the whole entire premise of that is, um, it's an old statement. I guarantee you I didn't come up with this. I took it from someone, <laughs> which was geography is not, or being a missionary is not defined by geography. It's defined by having a mission, that each one of us has a mission. So how can I instill in each individual student that comes through the class that you have a mission wherever you are? And that mission is to glorify God to the best of your abilities. But the tools in front of you are powerful. Yeah. So um, I have one class that I'm really excited about. And just to give you kind of an in-depth look at it, it's um, religion in American media and pop culture. How is this generation and those around us being influenced by what they're seeing on TV, even through just the concept of osmosis? They're seeing it. They're hearing it. And it's not even registering. But then when the preacher says something on Sunday, they hear one thing when he's saying a completely different right. one. So how do you value and look at those things? How do you understand what's happening in our culture and in, in our world around us and come to a clear understanding of how that you can take that information and help change um, and better communicate the gospel of Christ to those that are in front of you. Right. So uh, it sounds like a simple thing, but it's really in depth. Um, you know, you can take an episode of one of my favorite shows. Um, Psych is one of my favorite shows. It's not on TV anymore, but uh, take an episode where they dealt with Catholicism 
and see, did they deal with it honestly? Is mm. that what Catholicism teaches? How is humor viewed when dealing with is satire and the rest? How right. are those things influencing people's understanding of deep religious and deep religious beliefs and commonly held things? Um, how is that affecting our view of other religions? Hmm. Islam, uh, for example, I had a, a student a while back, and this was um, um, in, a, in a class I was in, who's, who made a statement and said, well, we know all Buddhists are peaceful. Well, the problem with that is countries like Myanmar and others where Buddhists are not all peaceful. Right. So these generic statements, and we had to ask ourselves the question, where did he get that understanding? Right. And that's a fairly common television-based understanding. So what is it that we truly know about others? How is it impl- impacting our understanding of religion? And how does that affect us as members of the churches of Christ? How is it that we're viewing the world? Are we saying something and people are hearing a completely different one? So that's a, a type of one of the sure. classes that would be offered through for, that's for an everyday person. That's for, that's on missiology and the rest right. and engaging in social media, engaging in the media world around sure. you. So, Well, that's exciting. And I tell you, I am, <laughs> I am really excited about the direction of all this. So I think it's important for our listeners to know how do they find out more about sure. all of this. Absolutely. You can go to the Harbinger Theological Seminary.org. Um, you can go on there. You can go to the NashvilleChurchOfChrist.org website too, and you can find links not only to the to the Harbinger Theological Seminary, but also you can go to our Agos page straight from there, our missions global platform. So um, look us up, go on there. There's a click here for more information, and you'll be contacted by um, probably Dr. Dr. Mathis or Larry Mathis, our president, be able to reach out to you, connect with you. There's an application process that we go through, much like what we want to do. We want to make sure Students understand what they're getting themselves into, that they have a deep understanding of what it is that's going to be asked of them um, because we seek to hold everyone to a very high standard um, and because we think that everything should be done in excellence, and especially when it comes to the study of God's Word and how we can better apply that to the global world. Right. So um, I would invite any and all, come and join us. Come and see what we're doing at the Harbinger Theological Seminary as a ministry of the Nashville Church of Christ. That is great, and thank you. I appreciate the time to share with us the exciting news about Mm -hmm. that. And uh, just to remind everyone that Brandon serves as the Global Missions Minister at the Nashville Church of Christ. And uh, you can back up and listen to some of the information that he shared about uh, where you can go and find out more information in regards to uh, the Arbinger Theological Seminary as as well as uh, Agos. And I encourage all of you to do that and to continue to join us. Join us, we're gonna continue our conversation with Brandon in our next podcast. And so we urge you to continue to listen as we explore in numerous areas that he has touched on and that we're going to talk about in regards to leadership in the church uh, today. But thank you for listening in today. Again, I'm Bob Turner with the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training. We thank you for joining us and look forward to sharing more next week. God bless.